Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And, you know, we talk about From the Boardroom to the Locker Room, and today we really are in the boardroom. And I'm delighted to say that after weeks of trying, and I guess our timing couldn't have been better, we have the president of the South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee, Barry Hendricks, with us. Barry, thank you so much for your time on what clearly has been a very busy day for you. Yes, Louis, not one day goes past without something knocking on your door. Sports in South Africa is so exciting. Things are happening every day. There's the international um, indoor world hockey. There's um, badminton taking place next week. Um, there's the launch of the or the beginning of the World T20 Women's World Cup in Cape Town. So things are happening. Let's start off by talking about Sescop. Tell us what it's all about and what role you play in South African sport. Okay, so first of all, you got the name wrong. We've changed the name. It's the African Sports Confederation. I'll stop there. So that means all sports in the country. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. So we've added Paralympic to our official name. And then we are also the Commonwealth Games Association as well as the World Games Association, as well as the International School Sports Association in South Africa. So um, five years ago, all of those structures were put into one umbrella structure called SASCOC. And our job is to structure sport in the country, to be the high-performance organization that delivers and prepares Team South Africa, but also to be the sports movement, in other words, to develop sports in the country and to make sure that sport can be used as a vehicle for change. It sounds a monumental task. It certainly is. And then what a privilege to be able to lead an organization that has those that mandate. Um, simply to be the sports movement means we talk about things like gender, we talk about things like youth, we talk about things like safeguarding, we talk about things like development, coaching, administration. Um, it's a wonderful occasion to try and lead this organization um, into the future. If I go back a little bit further into the 60s, 70s, and obviously 80s, early 90s, it was the anti-apartheid South African on racial Olympic Committee that drove the changes that, thank goodness, we've had in our country to enable us to participate internationally again. Sam Rem Sammy, am I right in saying, was involved in that for many years? Yes, and, and um, um, Sam Ram Sammy, Dr. Sam Ram Sammy, last year was also um, placed as an honorary member of SASCOC. So he, he now still serves on the board. And despite the fact that he has been the doyen, the custodian of sport for so many years, He's providing us with valuable connections and valuable networks and valuable advice as to how we can tackle sport in not only South Africa, Southern Africa, Africa, and with the IOC. So Sam is still there. He's still doing his job, and he's doing an excellent job at that. How does the organization fit in to the government of the country, do you report to anybody or are you completely independent of any government organizations? How does that work? Okay, so SASCOC is just like any other sports club. It's elected by members. So we are non-governmental and one has to understand that. 
So every four years, our national federations, all 85 of them, our members come together and they elect us. They elect eight board members and those board members can can select a further four. But then we also have a few people that are ex officio. In other words, they are there because of their position, such as Sam Ramsami, such as Anand Singh, who is an IOC member, and such as Dr. Deb Alexander, who is a board member of the IPC. So that makes up the SASCOG board. Now, let's take this into context. So the only organization or the only document that forms us is SASCOG's own constitution. And we are a legal entity, a non-government entity. But then we work within the framework of the South African Constitution as well as the South African Sports and Recreation Act. Now, that act gives the Sports Confederation several tasks and several responsibilities. And we have to work within that as well because we've accepted the fact that we are the recognized Sports Confederation and therefore we play certain legislative roles as well. So, in other words, if hypothetically the, and I don't even necessarily say hypothetically, so the, the, the structures that are in place governmental-wise with regards to things like grassroots development, merit selection, et cetera, et cetera, you just abide by the rules and regulations that have been placed in, in place. Is that right? We do more than just abide. We actually play a positive role in creating those policies as well as those selection criteria. So, for example, within SASCOC's own constitution, there's a minimum of 50% women that must be elected onto the board, as well as onto all our subcommittees. So we are quite proactive in that regard, and that leads the path for other national federations to say, look, women play such an important role in sport. We've got to get them onto our board structures and onto our management structures as well. Are you happy that, and I guess you could never in an organization like yours have, obviously strive to have a 100% success rate, but I guess anywhere between, what, 90 and 100, you'd be satisfied with? How close to that are you? So let's, let's take a step back and say, look, what are the key pillars that we have to achieve? One of the key things, we have to present Team South Africa at many of these international events, such as the Olympics and Paralympics. And people always um, judge us by the number of gold medals and silver medals and bronze medals that we bring in. So that's one of the components where we can say, do we tick the boxes based on the budget that we have compared to England and Australia and America? The other one is, are we also playing a vital role in turning South African society around by developing coaches, by developing teachers? developing sports people that when they are finished with it with their careers do they play a vital role in developing the country as well in other words developing good citizens through the vehicle of sport so there are many many other components that SASCOC has such as our education and culture such as our disability program such as our athletes program um, so high performance program academy program so there's a part of our strategic plan we need to develop this organization. And note, please, Louis, that I'm only the president for two years. And already we've been able to turn the organization around. We've got a green bank balance. We've just signed a sponsor to the tune of 66 million over the next four years. And we bring in three others, hopefully, in this year as well. So we are moving hard and fast. And, but that's the only way that we can assist our athletes 
to achieve their dreams and our federations to achieve their goals as well. I mean, Barry, I completely understand what you're talking about by virtue of the fact that I'm actually overseas outside the country at the moment. And the rand versus the dollar or the pound, I mean, it's just so scary when you convert that a cup of coffee costs 150 rand. And obviously, you you have to be funded somewhere. It must be a daunting task to get. I mean, you talk 66, whatever it was, million rand you talk about. I mean, in terms of international funding, that's like the petty cash of the Australian committee, for example. Am I right? Yes. The English um, sports um, organization receives 7 billion rand over four years. I don't think whether you can even conceptualize that because I can't. 7 billion. And we receive 66. But take into account that South Africa is a sports mad um, um, country. Take into account that we have a vast array of talent. And simply with with the facilities that we have, the schools that we have, and the funding that we currently receive, we've not done too badly. But we've told ourselves, no, there can be much more. So if we have a top four sponsor, the top four tier sponsors that brings in 240 million over the next four years, those are our goals. If we're going to establish and we're going to establish the National Sports Foundation, the South African Sports Foundation, and we're looking at a target of around 500 million with our CSI funding from our various sponsors and, and, and funders, we are slowly but surely turning the corner to support our athletes and to support our federations. And all of these federations, if I'm correct in saying, are the amateur federations. You're not in any way, and correct me if I'm wrong, involved in the cricket and the rugby, for example. Yes, we're involved in cricket and rugby. And then you've got to understand the structure of sport when you make a statement like that, Louis. So that um, even in cricket and rugby, the amateur side, the amateur component, so SARU, is the organization that is a member of SASCOC. And SAFA is the um, component that's a member of SASCOC. But the professional soccer league is not a member of SASCOC. But when one looks at rugby, they've incorporated, unlike football, they've incorporated the amateur and professional component under one umbrella, as well as the school's component. And we, we, we work with those organizations as the legitimate custodians of sport in the country. Okay, let's turn our attention to what's been, I guess, an extremely busy day for you, as we mentioned before, and we didn't mention why. Um, And I also mentioned the fact that uh, due to your uh, busy schedule, we haven't been able to get hold of you until today. And it's actually turned out to be beneficial to this uh, program that we haven't been able to get hold of you. Because a couple of days ago, when I opened the newspaper, I thought, let me just check my calendar. Is it a day or two away from April Fool's Day? Because I read the story that we were going to sponsor Tottenham Hotspur to the tune of so many noughts, I can't even tell you. And I thought, okay, well, if it was the end of March, I would be going, ha ha, April Fool. But it's clearly not. What on earth is going on? Is it legit? Is it going to happen? Or is it in the pipeline? I know you were in meetings today. Give us the latest. We've, we've released a statement, I think, two days ago um, uh, around this issue. Um, our members are frustrated, outraged, that not enough consultation has taken place that enabled people to get to a decision to spend $1 billion on one foreign club 
noting that there are over 10, I think over 10 international competitions taking place in South Africa. I just attended the international indoor hockey, international indoor hockey. There's America, there's Argentina, all participating. And we want to, and here this department, one department, which we're willing to talk to, uh, is willing to sponsor one billion rand. I think that's a million, million. Now, if we were able to just give some of that to our local national federations, ensure that the return on investment of getting the message out there to come and visit South Africa and to bring the tourists here, I think that the return on investment would be greater. For example, in May, we have the World Table Tennis Championships. World Table Tennis. We have people from all over the world, 200 and somewhat countries coming to visit us with their families, with their support staff, with their medical teams, with their coaches. And they are all going to come and visit us in Durban. And they are going to visit all those tourist areas and they're going to tell their friends on social media to come back to South Africa. We've got the Women's Netball World Cup. Tomorrow I'm going down to Cape Town because on Friday there's, there's the first match of the Women's T20. There are so many things happening that I think that the Department of Tourism can support us and tourism, SA Tourism can support us in that regard. Support South Africa first. Yeah, in hindsight, it's a perfect science, as we always say, hindsight. But, you know, when they, they came up with this idea of putting uh, come to South Africa on the Tottenham uh, soccer jersey, I kind of like thought to myself, I wonder why they hadn't thought of putting it on the cricket jersey, the Springbok rugby jersey. After all, we are the world champions. Put it on Bafana Bafana when they play in Cup of Nations. Put it on our Olympic team when they participate in the Olympics and get... The television exposure on events like that, yes, the Premier League is massive. I don't question it at all. Yes. But a two-week Olympic Games with, let's say, fly to South Africa, see Table Mountain, I don't know, on their shirts would have been a great idea. And yet they've come up with this idea. I mean, I don't, I don't say promote South Africa is a bad idea. I think it's a fantastic side of the field at Manchester United and Arsenal Lewis. Fly SAA, because it was fantastic. Yes. So let's give you an example. Banyana Banyana goes to play in the Women's Football World Cup. The Springboks go and plays in the Rugby World Cup. And last year, we took a 300-strong junior team to Lilongwe, Malawi, where we flew on SA Airways as a chartered flight. I mean, that brought South African pride to those athletes and it will bring South African pride to all the athletes that are going to the international competitions. And if we can work in partnership with SA Tourism and with the Department of Tourism and the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, I think the return on investment will be even greater. You know, Barry, we can't go back and, and change the, the history. But you obviously, as you mentioned, you're only in the position for two years. But your predecessor and his or her predecessors Again, and I say I'm baffled that nobody's thought about this. I mean, as you quite correctly say, you've also not intentionally uh, left out. We've just been at the ICT20 World Cup. We've got another World Cup coming up. And no disrespect to Banyana Banyana, who have done us extremely proud. 
But I think you'll agree with me, getting out of the first round will be a bit of a miracle. Yet our rugby team are expected to defend their title, which gives you those extra games and even bigger audiences. We also talk about our Olympic athletes, some of them who have got gold and hopefully will get gold in the future. There's where the publicity comes from, as opposed to watching Spurs on a Saturday afternoon. Look, as I said, Louis, we're going to be working with those entities, with Sport SS Tourism, with the Department of Tourism, through the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture. We firmly believe in creating networks. We firmly believe in utilizing opportunities through consultation. And that is the future of building this organization, the future of more funding coming in to support our athletes and the future of more funding coming in to support our federations. So that sort of linkages, that sort of partnerships, that's what grows businesses and and that's what we are geared towards. Okay, last question on on the Tottenham Hotspur deal. Do you think it's going to go ahead? Ah, that's unfair, Louis. That's out of my hands. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of money, that's the $64 million question that you can't answer for us right now. All right, Barry, let's turn our attention now to criticism that I've leveled, and I'll be perfectly honest with you before, where we see our Olympic team go, and then we see our whole host of administrators going along as well. Explain to us why it's necessary for that to happen. I don't know where you, where that statement comes from because at the last Tokyo Olympics, only two people went as, as administrators from SASCOC, and that was myself and the CEO. And it's important for the president to go there and it's important for the CEO to go there because there are several events that happen and several matters that happen that have to be dealt with on an administrative and a political level. So at the Tokyo Paralympics and, and um, Olympics, only two of us went. But we do have a policy in Saskok, and you might, that took place because of COVID. So we do have a policy that says board members are allowed to go to these events for a, a certain period of time. And that is because they are board members of the organization. They need to experience what the, what the event is all about. This is far from the numbers that we have for the actual squad. So let's take the actual squad, for example. Let's say we take 300 athletes with, or 300, uh, a staff contingent of 300 people. The medical component comprises a huge part of that. The actual team managers comprises a huge component of that, as well as the technical people. Let's say we take cyclists with. There has to be someone that deals with the technical part, fixing the bikes, repairing the bikes, and making sure that the equipment is, is in order. So when we decide on a squad, we ask what the international norm is for deciding the squad numbers. We can't compare. Barry, thank you so much for clearing that up, because to be perfectly honest with you, my perception of all the administrators there was that they were all there representing SASCOC. So I apologize for that, and thank you for clearing it up. And that does make a huge difference when we look at the contingent of athletes versus administrators, medical people, etc., etc., as you've explained it. Let's look forward to what's coming up with regards to the organization and where and how you're going to help the sports like hockey, things and ladies hockey, the guys are struggling and the ladies are struggling with getting to events. How can you help them? 
Okay, so the first thing is to make SASCOC um, a viable and sustainable entity on its own. And we are well on our way to do that. So we've just signed a 66 million rand sponsorship over the next four years. I can't give you the name of the sponsor just yet. That will be launched in March. But then that forms part of our top four top tier sponsors. So if each of them bring in 66 million, that gives us 240 million for the top four. Then we're looking at the second tier, which is our, um, Sponsors such as Mr. Price Sport that gives us clothing to the value of 11 million over a year, over the next four years, and a host of others that provide us with, with funding. And then the, the bottom three um, tier that brings in other sponsors and funders. And then, of course, we want to thank governments and we want to thank the National Lotteries Commission for the work that they do and the funding that they provide. And then a host of other sponsors that we are looking at. And then, as I mentioned early on, we're going to form this year the um, the South African Sports Foundation, which, whose role is purely to support athletes and to support federations in their endeavours to become top athletes and attend um, events and competitions. And as I said, we're looking at around 500 million as a starting point to assist them. So SASCOC has become its own sustainable, viable entity already in two years since I've been at the helm, and we're looking forward to growing it to that extent. And then thereafter, after four years, do an assessment to say, can we do better? And looking at the, at the various world's best practice models and then try and adapt to that. We really want to bring in more gold medals, more silver medals, and more bronze. And therefore, we are also working with all the universities in South Africa as part of the high-performance centers, to create to to create a high performance program. Apart from that, we're also looking at all the other things that make South Africa great, such as working on gender, working on youth, working on safeguarding, and and working on other entities that develop sport in this country, as well as working with the various premiers, as well as with the MECs, as well as with the various provincial departments of sport. So our work is cut out as an organisation. It's part of our development plan and, and strategic plan and we're working towards achieving those goals. How do you decide how to divide the money that comes in going out? So one has to look at the various pillars. So we have operation excellence. That's 66 million that comes from our, our sponsor and, and other sponsors in the future. That will be spent on athlete support as well as um, transformation programs so that we can see more black athletes coming through. We can see more women coming through. And we can see more people of disabilities coming through. That's, that for us is part of our transformation. Transformation is simply not about color. It is about how professionally you run your organization and involve people from various sectors of society to become really good at what they do. So that is the sort of um, a policy we follow first. And then, of course, we have a management policy that says we want to spend more money on bringing competent people to serve on our staff so that the organization can run itself even better than what it is. It's been an absolute pleasure from the boardroom to the locker room. We're in the boardroom tonight, but most probably be in the locker room tomorrow evening. The uh, President, Barry Hendricks of Sascock, thank you so very much for your time. I don't envy your job, and I wish you all the best going forward. It's the best job in the world. I can only hope that we can have similar interviews in future because we need to get that positive message across. We are doing our work, our staff, we're employing more and more staff as we speak 
just employed a, a um, financial manager to make this organization accountable and to make this organization as professional as possible because we've got our goals to become one of the best sports organizations in the world. So thank you so much, Louis, um, for your time and for the opportunity to speak with you. We look forward to chatting to you again. Very wonderful stuff. All the best. Anything that we can do for you from the boardroom to the locker room, we're always available. As I say, all we want is the best for our sportsmen and women, Olympians, as well as able-bodied sportsmen. Thank you so much to the South African Sports Confederation and Paralympic Committee. I just wish they'd get it right on the website. It still says South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee will add Paralympics in there. Not too sure how we're going to abbreviate that. But anyway, thank you so much to President Barry Hendricks for giving us his time on a very busy day today. Obviously, as you heard, with regards to the uh, proposed deal with Tottenham Hotspur. We all wish the best for our sportsmen and women, whether they're able-bodied or physically disabled, in the world of sport. That is tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Tomorrow night, it's karate time. So we out of the boardroom into the dojo. Don't know what I Mr. Obato, or something like that. We'll find out tomorrow when we talk karate. That's tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. As always, be nice to each other. Bye-bye.